the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The Word of God is power in your mouth. Mark eleven twenty three. For surely, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things shall be done, he shall have whatever he says. Mark 11 and 23. Bless his holy name. I was just talking to a group this morning about believing that's so vitally important right where we're standing we're standing at the threshold of the greatest days that the church has ever seen with such a release of tremendous power as God is preparing hearts he is telling the church rend your heart and prepare yourself for power from on high and it's amazing season right now but we're in a 10-year Passover we're about a year and a half into a what I call a 10-year Passover season and God does miracles signs and wonders during the Passover for the children of Israel if we look at the word of God but today we're talking about meditating on the word of God that's the power that's in your mouth it's the word of God it is a blazing fire. It will destroy the works of the enemy. It'll pull down strongholds. It will destroy yokes of bondage. The blaze of fire, the Holy Spirit that he has placed inside of you is power from on high. It's nothing normal. This is a superpower. This is a superpower from the heaven. This is God, the presence of the Holy Spirit that God has placed in your heart is there as a resident advisor, to comfort, to bless, to sustain, to keep, to empower you. And so today we're talking about the fire in your mouth. It's part two, because God is teaching his children how to reside in the word of God. David said, the Lord said to him, sit thou at my right side until I make your enemies your footstool. How did David learn to sit at his right side? David meditated on the word of God. It's a word the church has been kind of afraid of, but don't be afraid of meditating. That word is in the word of God. Meditate on the word of God day and night. 
That's what God told Joshua. And don't let that word depart. It will not depart from out of your mouth. If you meditate day and night, Joshua, I'm talking to you today. God wants to take you to a new dimension, a completely different place as you have never known before because there is a fire coming out of your mouth. It is the Holy Spirit. But we must receive the Word of God from an innocent standpoint. You know what I mean by an innocent standpoint? Well, I want to share something with you. So my my young granddaughter uh, received prayer, and this was amazing because she had no preconceived notion at all. She didn't. She was receiving prayer for the gift of speaking in tongues. Well, she didn't know what speaking in tongues was. She had no education about that. And so uh, she had, so therefore, she had never heard anything negative about it. She never heard anything positive for it. You know, so when she was prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit, she was innocent. You know, and so her heart's just wide open. She knows it's the Spirit of God, so her heart is wide open to receive the gift, you know, of the Holy Spirit of speaking in tongues. And it wasn't actually described as speaking in tongues, it was just receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so as she was prayed over, she began to speak in unknown tongues. And so it was just, I was just so excited. And so afterwards, you know, we, we were eating dinner later. And so I said to her, I said, what did you experience when you were prayed for? She said, oh, grandmother. She said, I was being, as I was being prayed for, she said, there were words in my head. And she said, but they were English words. And she said, these words in my head, uh, I was thinking, you know, and there were words. She said, and then when I opened my mouth to say what I was thinking, it came out in a different way, like different words, words that I didn't know those words. And so I thought, really? You know, I said to her, and she said, yes. She said, and I couldn't understand what was happening she wasn't afraid. She said, I just didn't understand because the words were English in my head, but out of my mouth, it was different. Praise him. Bless his holy name. When we have the innocence of the ch- of a child, and the Bible talks about having an innocent spirit, you know, where you just believe. And that's where we have to be right now. We have to be in a place where we just take God at his word. We just believe. As she's being prayed for to receive some gift, or she doesn't know what it's about, but speaking in tongues, she doesn't know what is happening, but she knows she's being prayed for. And she raised her hand, you know, yes, I want prayer you know and so we're praying over her and then this happens you know it was absolutely amazing and the bible talks about us being as a child you know at this point in our christian walk we have to simply believe the word of god and just receive it as so because she heard nothing against the gift of speaking in tongues and nothing for it she was completely innocent to it just open to receive Praise God. And so that's where we must be today. Just open and receive the word of God as you meditate on the word of God. As you hear the word of God, just receive it into your spirit that it is so. As you have that childlike trust in the word of God, as you have that childlike belief in God, it's going to take you 
to another dimension. You have to come to a place right now where you say, I'm going to forget what I've learned. I'm going to unlearn it for a moment, Valerie. I'm just going to unlearn what I've learned, and I am going to just receive the pure Word of God, and I'm just going to take it like it is. Whatever God says is so, it's so. Bless His holy name this morning. I was in a Sunday school class once, and, you know, the the people in there thought, uh, you know, Valerie prays a lot. A lot of miracles happen. And so, you know, they were had some confidence that maybe I knew something about the word of God. And so the Sunday school teacher was talking about speaking in tongues. And and he said, you know, I don't believe that. And and the people in, you know, in the Sunday school class talked about not believing and I wasn't saying anything. And so as he talked about it and they said, oh, I've been to this church and this happened and that happened and it was fake and it was phony and they were just all talking and I was just listening. And so all of a sudden he turned to me. I'll never forget it. He said, Valerie, what do you think? I said, what do I think? He said, yeah, what do you believe about the gift of speaking in tongues? Do you believe that it's true? I mean, what do you believe people speak in tongues? I said, well, sir, uh, it's in my Bible. And I believe anything that's in my Bible. If it's in my Bible, sir, then I believe it's absolutely true. And the room just fell silent, right? And they were just all kind of looking at each other and probably looking at me, but I was looking straight at him. And so then someone said, well, that's true. And then everybody began to nod. And I kind of glanced around and they're all not. Well, that's true. If it's in the Bible, then it's true. And the Sunday school teacher said, well, that's true, Valerie. That's, I believe that, too. If it's in the Bible, then it's true. I said, absolutely, sir. That's all I know. What's in the Word of God? Bless His holy name. We're going to have to accept and receive the Word of God as it is. If God spoke it, then it's absolutely so. Because whatever God speaks, when He speaks, He acts simultaneously. Bless His name today. Oh, we just thank God that we can take his word as true and receive it into your heart. Do you know what would happen to our faith? What happens when one receives the word of God as true? Your faith goes to a whole nother dimension. If you sit down with your Bible and you say to your father, Lord, I am going to receive your word as absolutely true. Your faith is going to go through the roof. I promise you, miracles, signs, and wonders are going to be chasing you down if you just receive the Word of God as absolutely true. Infallible, cannot be assaulted. It shall not change. It's unmovable. It's unshakable. It is absolutely true. If you receive it that way, the Word of God, child of God, is going to perform through you, and you will find that there is fire in your mouth. We're talking today about meditating on the Word of God. I'm going to go back to Joshua because you know by now it's my absolute favorite. Joshua 1.8, this is the book of the law, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Do you want to succeed and be prosperous? Well, the Word of God is telling us absolutely how to do that, to meditate on the Word of God. David mentions meditation. David mentions it in the first Psalm. We talked about that just a few days ago. Now, in Psalms 19.14, the Word of the Lord says this, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. 
O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We know that scripture so well, but we focus on the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart and we go right on path. The meditation of our heart. We just kind of focus on the words, but not what the words are telling us to do. We can see that words and meditation are linked together here. What we dwell on is what will pour into our being. As David explains, our mouth, our mouth is the central part. It's the control center for our entire being. Our heart's meditations as such are our acts and they must be acceptable to the Lord. What did David mean when he was saying the meditation of my heart? He's talking about his inner thoughts, what's constantly spinning in his mind or his concentration on God's word on holy things, or mental prayer, which is not articulated only, but it also is in the mind. It's also worth noting that when David speaks of the words of his lips, he's referring to the Lord's words. He was attempting to explain that the words that came out of his mouth were from Scripture. Now, as a result, God's word should be in our heart's thoughts. As words and thoughts are, when they are true to the word of God, are as sacrifices of prayer, which are vocal or mental or of praise, are through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, John Gill said that, Acts 4 and 25, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people plot vain things? Wait a minute. What does that mean to plot vain things? What is he saying? This is a fascinating verse because it comes from the New Testament, which implies it was written in the Greek. The Greek form of pondering, it's said here as plot in this version. To the Greek-speaking people, this meant to ponder, to devise, to concoct. So what did Luke mean when he used this word in this context? Luke is referring to evildoers who plan against Jesus on purpose. This demonstrates that meditation is internal. It's a process. It's something that man does on purpose, whether it's employed for good or for evil. We are still acting out our conscience by meditating. Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren... Whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Oh, Brother Paul is urging us to do something very important. Meditate, ponder, think on these things. Our thinking will become Christ-like in this way. Our brains will be converted into a new creation when we dwell on God's essence. You see, the Word transforms us clearer and clearer into the image of Almighty God. The peace of God will be the custodian of these ideas and imaginations. As in the Greek Testament, it says, but these things... But they must do their share in bending their minds to worthy topics. God cooperates with us. We must, however, decide what we're going to think about. We have control over what we think. Paul urges us to think about godly things. Remember again, Joshua, if you meditate day and night, you will succeed in all that you do. First Timothy 4 and 15. Meditate upon these things. 
give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Everybody's going to see how prosperous you are. They're going to want to have what you have. They're going to say, I want what she has. I want what he has. Bless his holy name. Paul is instructing Timothy on how to meditate on God's word in order to build up God's church, meditating upon these things, not only on the instructions, advice, and exhortations, That the apostle had given them through this chapter, which might be very useful to him, but also on the scriptures, the reading of which he had recommended to him and the doctrines contained therein. It's important that every man not only read, but to meditate on the word of God, especially ministers of the gospel. The scriptures should be examined with care, probed into diligently and laboriously. The Greek word, there's a Greek word and its meaning is to to practice these things. Timothy must focus on scripture and on his calling as Paul explains to him. This can be stated of everyone who professed to be a Christian. We are to give ourselves completely to scripture and to our calling. The biblical meditation is about not only focusing on God by way of contemplating his word, But it's also quieting our hearts with scripture and growing closer to Jesus Christ. It's so very important that we ponder the word, that we meditate on the word of God. Because again, you meditate on something every day of your life. You ponder, you think about it, you look at it from different angles, you think about it from different perspectives. You, you even oftentimes we view it the way someone else is thinking. Well, maybe she's thinking this or I wonder if he has considered you are pondering. You are meditating on that particular circumstance. God wants us to meditate on the word of God day and night. He wants to increase you. He wants you to rise up in great power. There are specific benefits from meditating. The specific benefits of biblical meditation, they differ, but the process isn't difficult. Sitting quietly and pondering over a chapter piece by piece, breaking it down and lingering on each word and not letting it go, inquiring of the Holy Spirit line per line of scripture. It's a contemplative technique that helps. I wouldn't be shocked if many of us, including those who dismiss meditation, have done it without realizing That's what we're doing. You're pondering if you've ever sat with a Bible and read it over and over again, reading to understand each word. You've meditated. If a sermon or a section of a scripture has ever prompted you to sit and think about a single quality or a testimony of God, you pondered. If you ever tempted and brought a scripture to mind, mulling over it and over to obtain God's strength, and peace. Meditation entails awe and contemplation, as well as remembering and pondering the word in all of its glory. There is a fire in your mouth, and it is the Holy Spirit. As you meditate on the word of God, you are going to see increase in power. You are going to see increased answer to prayer. You are going to succeed in all that you do. Psalm 77 and 11, I will remember the works of the Lord and surely 
I will remember the wonders of old. Psalm 77 and 12, I will meditate also of all thy works and talk of thy doings. That's not only what we're supposed to meditate, we're supposed to be talking about the things that the Lord has done. We should be constantly talking and mentioning him throughout the day, throughout the week. There should be something about God that comes back and his spirit, his presence floods into our mind as a testimony about something. Bless his holy name. Psalm 77 and 13. Thy way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. Meditation is different from reading. When we read the Bible every day, we acknowledge and we develop a relationship with God. Our daily scripture and reading, meditate are similar in that way. But Bible meditation is similar to Bible study in that it is intended to make a more in-depth look at various features and settings of Scripture. When you meditate, you even consider the setting about the Scriptures that you are reading. Bible meditation is learning to relish every bite of God's Word, His rich Word, vivid, life-giving Scripture, where our daily reading is our regular substance. In God's word and Bible study is meant to increase our knowledge of that food. Psalms 119, 14 to 16. I will rejoice in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statues and I will not forget thy word. Consider Bible meditation to be similar to carefully savoring a piece of chocolate, allowing it to melt in your mouth while you're paying close attention to every flavor and the texture aspect. Meditation, it offers delight in God's holy testimony and character, much like a deliberate experience with well-prepared food. And that delight motivates even a greater meditation on God's word. There is a fire in your mouth that God wants to increase you in power. God's desire is for you to take the victory and be successful in all that you do. As a Christian, one of the most effective ways to meditate on God's word, unlike any other form of meditation, is to empty your mind. That one, that requires that you submerge yourself in God's truth and ponder through it. The meditation process entails three processes. Choosing the subject of meditation, focusing on God, and meditating on the word. Meditation is related with emptying the mind and relaxing the mind in a, in a particular environment. Meditating on God's Word or other types of Christian meditation, on the other hand, needs you to focus on, focus and think thoroughly on God's truth. Consider God's Word in Joshua. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. You'll be prosperous. And you will be successful. Meditating on God's word. Take notes. Have a journal. Highlight. Underline. Uh, separate. And, and take the scripture apart. And look at it in details. Look at the setting. See who's talking. Maybe God will give you to discern their thoughts. What they're thinking as they speak about those words. Think out loud. Don't be afraid to think out loud. Even though 
Your place and heart may be silent. Talking about the passage can help you understand and comprehend the meaning and resolve mysteries in the Word of God as the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. Actively seeking the blessings embedded in meditation on God's Word. Meditating on God's Word will bring you to a place of a new understanding as we grow into the image of the living God. Meditate and focus Psalms 119.15. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. That even tells us that as we meditate on the word of God, we will even have more respect for the Almighty. Meditate to understand. Meditate to remember the word of God. Meditate by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit for his merciful assistance which is poured out by God upon you. And if we ponder, each day we'll come to a new place of understanding. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.